Hello, BYWG Tribe. This is Dr. Noah. Here's a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for April 2020. At the end of the podcast, I will spend a few minutes going into further detail, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for April is actually our immune system support bundle that includes one bottle of immune boost, one bottle of stress rebalancer, and one bottle of vitamin D3 boost. We are extending our 15% off and free shipping through the month of April. Our book of the month is a frequent guest, Dr. Kelly Ann's Cleanse and Reset, and our product of the month is Magic Spoon. Man, do I love Magic Spoon. It's the world's first low-carb, high-protein, keto-friendly breakfast cereal. All the links, discount codes, and special offers for the product, supplement, and book will be listed in the show notes and iTunes posted on social media in our weekly newsletter and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. My name is Dr. Noah DeCoyer and I am your co-host. Today our guest is actually a return guest, Nikki Gradricks. If you want to listen to our first interview with Nikki, please go back into our archive dated March 31st, 2016. In addition to another interview on our Longevity and Anti-Aging Summit we hosted in the summer of 2016. So Nikki, as I was mentioning, I was watching 60 Minutes about a month ago with my wife and Oprah brought up the topic of ACEs, you know, adverse childhood experiences. And as soon as I saw this, I knew I had to have you on again. So welcome back, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me and covering such an important topic again. Yeah, yeah. So let me do your bio and then we'll get started. Nikki is an award-winning nutritional therapist, bioenergetic and psychological practitioner, helping people to optimize energy and overcome emotional stress and trauma. In 2005, she co-founded one of the largest mind-body clinics in integrative medicine in the UK with patients in 35 countries where she worked as director of nutrition until 2010. The clinic specialized in treating chronic fatigue syndrome. The results with patients at the clinic on the nutritional protocol she designed were later published as a preliminary study in 2012 in the British Medical Journal Open. In, two, in August 2015, she hosted the largest ever free online health summit on overcoming fatigue, interviewing 29 world-leading experts on optimizing energy with over 30,000 attendees. See more at theabundantenergysummit.com. Nikki has spoken on over 25 online health summits and has been the keynote speaker at live conferences internationally. Oof. All right. <laughs> so, so, so Nikki, you know, we talked about two years ago and I, you know, I, like I said, I encourage people to go back and listen to that first interview, but in this two year span, you know, what's, what's been going on in your life? <laughs> well, I have been kind of consolidating that work. Um, the original data when I started to find out about adverse childhood events and how so important it is in terms of how it impacts health it kind of the data kind of blows everybody away and people realize that you know you have a lot of early life stress you have potentially a 20-year reduction in lifespan and you know dramatic increased risk of seven out of the top 10 causes of death so since then what I really did is start to dig dig into the the mechanisms much more and also come up with much more comprehensive support on programs for recovery um, that are sort of bottom-up and top-down approaches. So I'm, at the moment, me personally, I'm putting together um, a kind of a membership site, most likely. There also will be courses coming out of that that are addressing 
both overcoming fatigue, but also overcoming this trauma, because the two, they go so much hand in hand. And that's, that's how I got to find out so much about the trauma, because I was actually working with chronic fatigue. And I found out that so many people with fatigue, and so many other illnesses, you know, somewhere the root cause of that, there's some level of trauma in childhood that impacted them physiologically, and psychologically and impacted their beliefs and their behavior and, and all of those things kind of go together to to create you know um illness in adulthood and things like digestive issues and all the all the things that we see but that's so common so for our audience just um for those who aren't privy to the aces information and what it means what exactly are the adverse childhood events or experiences well, originally, the ACEs study came, it was a, a very big, impactful study done by the CDC and Kaiser Permanente back in the mid-1990s, and it, it had a big impact because they were looking at 17,500 adults, and they found, they were looking at things like, um, they had 10 categories in that original study, so parents separating and divorce, physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, physical and emotional neglect, domestic violence, mental illness in the family, substance abuse, uh, incarceration by a related family member. So it, those kinds of things. Um, and then they found these huge correlations that, you know, if you had uh, eight ACEs, you have triple the risk of lung disease and three and a half times the risk of um of cancer and things like this and, and heart disease. So it was it was profound. And if you had just four ACEs, you have a 400% increased risk of depression and Alzheimer's. You have a 600% increased risk of things like chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. But everything was in there and connected. So, so those are the things we're, we're kind of talking about. One update I would say since then as I've been really doing the research even the researchers themselves that did that original study have said, you know, we didn't come up with a comprehensive list. We just, we didn't know, we weren't expecting the results that we got. So we just, they just, you know, chose 10 categories where there was some research. But I think there's a couple of areas that are exploding on the internet right now in terms of people, there's an unmet need. And that's particularly emotional neglect. Um, and also, I would say emotional abuse as in kind of narcissistic abuse, because this leads on to developmental trauma that leads on to this increased risk of chronic complex illness, often through the stress biochemistry, the impact those things have on the biochemistry. And the issue is when, when we talk about trauma, most people think of like, you know, veterans in a, in a war zone or they might think of being physically hit or, you know, some kind of a assault or rape and obviously those things are physical external things that we all are aware of but what's not so well understood is that emotional abuse as in narcissistic parents being a child of a narcissistic parent is just as damaging emotionally and it leads on to a lot of developmental trauma and a lot of people with that type of trauma aren't sort of self-identifying as having an issue because they, they don't see themselves as traumatized so in in that big study they just ask one line like were you a, were you a victim of emotional neglect or abuse very very difficult to self-report that on a very large group of people so the, the kind of that group are also of coming are coming to the forefront a lot of them have huge amounts of digestive issues sleep problems um uh, fatigue related issues pain related issues um, so I just want to acknowledge that group and also kind of bring them to the fore and, and say just let people you know continue to listen to what we're talking about and, and kind of see if you can self-identify and see, you know, if you've got symptoms of developmental trauma, you might want to dig into that a little bit. You know, 
and I, I said this very clearly in, in our first interview, is that when, when I first heard you speak of these aces, it just it floored me. The, the re, I think anybody that hears the research and what these aces can lead to in terms of your health down the road um, is astounding. And, I, and I'm assuming that's the same thing that happened to Oprah. She heard about this, and you know, when, when Oprah grabs hold of something, in many ways it's usually a good thing. And, and I hope that she... Uh, can help bring this to the forefront. Now, my question to you is going to be the same question I asked you, you know, two years ago. Uh, I, I would assume that the first thing is is to identify if you have suffered from these ACEs, and then the next question is, what do you do if you identify yourself with three, four, five, six, eight, or or more of these ACEs? What are the next steps? Yes. Yeah, so the first step was is that exploration process. So you can actually just, you know, if you put a score, you could go to my website. I've got a completely free, no opt-in needed so that you could, you just see the tab. It's nikkigratrix.com and there's a score and you can just go through their standard questionnaire. I have like an extended questionnaire on there as well, including um, kind of trauma events that the research just missed off. I also include things like attachment trauma, very hard to self-report as well. And some definitions around emotional neglect and, and, and what to sort of look for with that as well. So definitely step one is this kind of exploration process. Um, the second step, really, there's so much you can do. That's the good news. And there are what I could, would call like bottom-up approaches and there are top-down approaches. Because this is really where the body, you know, with with early life stress and we're looking at the stress model so and because the mind and body really aren't disconnected and if anything that's the one thing that the adverse childhood events really shows is that you know stress uh, unprocessed emotions um even you know there are studies showing that if you don't if you have repressed anger you have increased chances of cancer and things like this it there is absolutely this fundamental connection and there, and there, there's no it, it's just the mind and body are one thing. And the good news is that means you've got both bottom up approaches and top down, which means there's lots that you can do to recover. So I talk a lot about things that a lot of the psychologists miss because they're not trained in nutrition or for functional medicine. So, you know, one of the things that will happen if you have early life stress, the, uh, the research shows that you basically have a reset in the neuroendocrine immune system. So your stress system, your stress responses, the nervous system get reset in the brain and the body from the date the trauma starts to happen. And that trauma might just be, you know, an emotionally untrustworthy uh, um, sort of closed down parent. And that leaves the child feeling anxious and, and have it starts to have trouble kind of self-regulating and leads on to many kind of developmental trauma symptoms. So that neuroendocrine immune system reset changes the way our immune system works. So now we might get overreactive to certain things and we're not, we don't have a strong enough immune system to fight off bugs. Um, the endocrine system changes. So we might have a bigger response of cortisol to stress and we have a lowered threshold response to stresses into adulthood. So early life stress reduces our resili resilience to, to inevitable adult stresses as well. Um, there'll be a nervous system reset, and this is very important. You know, trauma gets stored in the nervous system, and it'll start. It manifests through the, our posture, the way that we hold our muscles, muscle tension. Um, it, it's also being stored in the limbic system of the brain. So, 
so kind of that's all the ways that it can that trauma gets stored and impacts us biologically and it changes obviously our belief systems quite often we can often have unconscious beliefs around shame about self-loathing sort of things that happen to us it it really affects self-worth so we can address all of those things with physical and psychological approaches so all of those changes also lead to gut dysbiosis and changes in the microbiota so if you think you have trauma and you have physical symptoms you should definitely for example looking at the health of the gut and you if you've got digestive systems you might want to go on a gut testing gut healing program so there are now studies showing that there are probiotics that increase GABA in the brain and um, reduce neurological disorders and the psychologists miss this um, because they don't know about the data and they, they you know they don't know about the fact you can you know heal the gut and actually improve your psychological state for example um, other things, I would actually, this is a new one that I would bring in, what I call circadian rhythm management is really important. It's one of the big breakthroughs um, that we've definitely had in chronic fatigue as well. People just need to regulate, go to bed. You know, I just tell people, go to bed at 9.30. You could change your life going to bed at 9.30 <laughs> at night. Literally, um, you know, use campfire light, orange light, blue blocking glasses get the blue light out and and lower the, the kind of um, light at the wrong time so we don't want bright light in the evening when it's get when it gets dark think about in evolution we had campfire light you know keep your room completely blackened out at night don't have sneaky white light coming through then either when you wake up in the morning get if you can get bright sunshine first thing in the morning these kind of things speak to the pineal gland. It's, they, they speak then. The pineal gland controls so many hormonal systems in the body. The body's meant to be doing things at certain times. And when you've got your circadian rhythm set correctly, you'll sleep better. You feel better in your own skin. And it gives you a groundedness and a base of energy to actually do some of the other trauma work. Um, but you'll just feel better in yourself and you'll have more better and you'll be less have less anxiety and depression. I'll cover one other physical bottom-off approach that's life-changing. For people, it doesn't get covered by psychologists because they just don't know about it. A simple strategy, just a dietary strategy that manages blood sugar. There are so many people who, who have hypoglycemia, they have insulin resistance, they are jittery, anxious, uh, their, their energy is going up during the day, it's dropping, they, they're getting kind of depression sort of feelings when the blood sugar drops, they're anxious when they need to eat food. And the psychologists, probably they're diagnosing bipolar and kind of generalized anxiety disorder. All it is, is a blood sugar imbalance that just needs a blood sugar control intervention and that is to do have a breakfast high in protein uh, if you can do quality protein a protein shake um high protein meats fish um this kind of thing eggs are great as well um, a protein shake if you're vegetarian and just keep good quality protein each meal don't miss meals have protein with lunch have protein with dinner as well good source of nutrient rich vegetables and plant-based foods with with lunch and dinner as well and cut out the processed and refined sugary starchy sugary drinks that strategy can just get rid of half the anxiety and depression that psychologists are associating with trauma and it's just a blood sugar imbalance so that's three strategies right there that are what i call bottom-up strategies that people can do and shall i do a couple of top down yeah yeah well, i just have one comment with the bottom up it's it's amazing how much can be resolved 
with the basics. Because let's face it, getting great sleep is a basic strategy. Managing your blood sugar is a basic strategy. <laughs> um, uh, I forget the third one now, just escape me. Anyway, the, the three that you'd mentioned are just basic strategies that affect our health in so many ways and are re really, oh, in, in maximizing your gut health and your microbiota. Those three things are just basic fundamentals for a healthy human person, regardless of the symptomatology, regardless of the problem. And it's uh, it's nice to hear that these can be used strategically um, uh, as treating these ACEs as well. I know. And you'll be amazed. I, you know, I deal one to one with clients all the time and they're so many of them aren't doing the basics. They, they're really not doing the basics and they're, and they're truly missing out. Um, you know, a lot of people are just up looking at the computer screens 12 o'clock at night. They don't realize that if you just switch all that off, get the phones out, out of the bedroom at night, turn all the electrical stuff off, you know, get into bed by 9.30. Whatever you think you're going to lose by, you know, going to bed early, you'll feel so much better the next day and you'll just, you'll start better in the day. So yeah, basic strategies, they should never be overlooked or forgotten. They are profound. They can make a huge difference And most people. If you really sit with somebody and go through a checklist and see what they're actually doing, a lot of the time they're not doing it at all. So those three for the top up. Now, top-down approaches, this is also very interesting. I tend to sort of focus more on the nervous system with, with top-down approaches. What's very interesting with all this stress, the early life stress that gets stored in the body, that's at epidemic level, 67% of all adults have had some level of early life stress. Um, you can The best measure of stress that we have right now scientifically is something called heart rate variability. And this measurement of heart rate variability, interesting, the more variable your heart rate is, the better adaptability there is and the healthier you are. And when we have high heart rate variability, we're healthy. And super interestingly, we are feeling good and we have a healthy body. And it's linked with high vagal tone. And the, the vagal tone is to do with the vagus nerve. This is an amazing nerve. I love this nerve. I could talk about how to stimulate the vagus nerve all day. This is one of the most important strategies that you can do for health and overcoming trauma. So the vagus nerve, it's the part of the parasympathetic side of the autonomic nervous system. So the unconscious nervous system that controls things like our fight flight response and, you know, kind of digestion, our heart rate blood pressure, things like this. And the, par the the vagus nerve is part of the rest, digest, detoxify side of that, as opposed to the sympathetic side, which is the fight, flight, stress response. So essentially what we need to do is um, if we have high heart rate variability, that means high vagal tone, which means a down-regulated stress response. And it's unsurprisingly low heart rate variability is linked with Cancer, diabetes, heart disease, depression, PTSD, that's post-traumatic stress disorder, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, kind of um, childhood stress, childhood trauma. Everybody that has those kind of complex illnesses all have low heart rate variability. The science will also show that if you're in a low emotional state, in a, a low negative emotional state, you have low vagal tone. So um, it, part of this research comes from the HeartMath Institute that have done 30 years of research. They can predict your emotional state with 75% accuracy by looking at your heart rate variability, which is, uh, you know, this electrical assessment of your heart rate. 
Um, and there's also a study, major studies coming through now confirming that if you do things like loving kindness meditations, um, which increase and you self-generate positive emotion, you will increase your vagal tone and the heart rate variability will actually go up. And that's scientifically proven. So some of the things that are happening with stimulating the vagus nerve, the doctors and major researchers have started to pick up on this and they're doing electrical implants in people to stimulate the vagus nerve. That research is stunning. Um, they're curing arthritis. Um, there's a, they started with a case study and within eight weeks, this severe arthritis patient recovered. They were cured. The, the researchers came back, did another study with arthritis, dramatic de decreased um, inf inflammatory markers, and um, a significant number of were cured, of people were cured. They found the same with fibromyalgia. They found the same with depression by stimulating the vagus nerve. And now it's an FDA-approved treatment for epilepsy, depression. It's used for migraine reduction. Um, it's been used to improve mitochondrial function in heart disease patients. It heals leaky gut. So vagus nerve stimulation heals leaky gut because the vagus nerve is the nerve that innovates so many organs in the body. The only thing it doesn't connect to is the adrenal glands. So but things to do that you can stimulate the vagus nerve um, obviously could be anything emotional that feels good, like laughing, positive social relations. I can tell you, I can show you the studies and all of those. Meditation absolutely works as well. One of those powerful things you can do is deep breathing. It's the exhale, which stimulates the vagus nerve. Inhaling can actually stimulate the sympathetic side. So always start with exhaling. Um, yoga is profoundly um, increasing heart rate variability and, and is stress reduction. Tons of studies on all of that. Um, what else? There's so many things. Even if drinking beets, that's another bottom-up beetroot, it'll actually increase heart rate variability. Other top-down things you can do, tai chi, uh, qigong. Um, I've mentioned breathing exercises. Kind of all the eastern sort of interventions work fantastically as well. Anything you can do that generates a high positive state, staying away from energy vampires like other people who have it's the biggest thing that can kill vagus, your vagus nerve and a high heart rate variability is someone else in a low heart rate variability state. So um, careful who you hang out with and, and kind of, um, you know, conflictual relations, you know, have an argument with the spouse and it's, it's been shown that your inflammatory markers are raised for three days afterwards. So bear that in mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's some examples of what people really need to do is to get into a practice of bringing in, you know, walking in nature increases heart rate variability. So it's really heart rate variability and triggering the neck vagus nerve. It needs to be a way of life. It needs to be, it's not something like you wouldn't ask me how long should I eat vegetables for health for, you know, it's like, how long should I stimulate my vagus for every day for the rest of your life? Um, if you want to be healthy. So these are some of the things and I encourage people to kind of schedule in massage is another thing directly increase heart rate variability so everything that increases this vagal tone schedule it in spend the time to, to do these things and get a daily practice and do whatever works for you what you enjoy doing because um, there's so many things anything which is joyful that, that instigates laughter and fun you know and that's the mind body connection in action you, you know We've been testing HRV in, a, in my chiropractic office for 10 years. So it's <laughs> so we have loads of data showing that chiropractic care um, balances the autonomic nervous system and improves HRV. We've seen that. I, uh, I, and it's also near and dear to my heart. I wear an aura ring, which tracks HRV. And um, I have some interest in uh, CoreSense, another HRV 
testing uh, modality. So it's real. I get it. Um, you know, the, the and I, I couldn't agree more with anything you said. And I, I believe that's why yoga resonates so well with me because in my uh, busy lifestyle, and I took a yoga class two hours ago. Uh, it's it's been very profound in my life for the last two years as well. Yes, and you know these these types of you know these are more like lifestyle interventions. Whether that whatever it is that works for you, it's too easy to to not forget to do that and to not schedule it in. And over time, it's like we're we're borrowing if we're doing that. We're, bo we're sort of borrowing energy, and at some point, you'll have to repay that debt. And it will usually come to us in some form of you know our sleep will go out or digestion will sort of start to get out of whack. And, you know, um, the good news is for people who have trauma, just all of that that I've mentioned already, that a lot of that is kind of mid-level work, sorting out the vagus nerve, the bottom-up approaches. You know, that's so you're already like two-thirds of the way there. The other third is where you can, you know, directly look at, you know, your own belief systems, um, tuning into your emotional state. Some of the most important things you can do if there's been a lot of trauma is um, to be grounded into your body every day and to, to be connected to your body. Because trauma, we tend to disassociate. When we have painful emotions that we haven't looked at, um, we tend to find ways to either through addictions, we'll go and do things, and it doesn't have to be hardcore drugs, it's addictions with workaholism. We may be addicted to other people and giving and focusing on health other people all the time because we don't want to feel our own feelings so a lot of that is a lot of sort of exploration work again to identify come back into the body start to feel our feelings again one of the most amazing things to do is therapeutically shown is to journal about experiences so if maybe you've either journal definitely speaking to somebody a qualified psychotherapist is also great so but journaling is therapeutically shown that it will uh, people who've journaled about traumatic experiences just written about what happened written about how they felt the impact that it had on them um, actually their immune system markers and inflammation reduced after spending four days writing about and just clearing through and releasing it through writing to yourself because sometimes we edit ourselves when we speak to other people especially if it's just another person who might be judgmental or we might perceive them to be that way so when you're just journaling on your own you're just working, you know, you, you have no editor and you have to make sure you're not editing yourself and you just say what you want to say, write what you want to write. If you if you don't want to do that, you don't want to do it alone. Speaking to a non-judgmental, compassionate um, sort of professional, if you've never spoken about certain things before, that's the first step as well. So um, people, trauma experts talk a lot about yoga by the way there's yoga therapy that's different from just a yoga class yoga therapy it's not about the poses or flexibility it's about conscious awareness of how you hold your body where the tension is um you know if you have a slump posture it's a sign of like kind of the hopelessness of the helplessness that we might have learned helplessness as from childhood so you know other people have got a maybe very good posture but then they can never relax and then there's sort of a lack of vulnerability there so it's know thyself a lot of it you can do that through the body as well and then there are other types of therapies as well, like cognitive behavioral therapy is can be useful. And that's very much around correcting thinking. So, you know, often with trauma, it leads us to feel like that we don't deserve things, that it, things were our fault, that we're no good, you know, kind of negative self-belief. So there can be some thought correction around that. And cognitive behavioral therapy and seeing a CBT practitioner 
can help turn those negatives into much more resourceful, positive thinking. And that, that's important. That is part of recovery as well. So you want to kind of, you want to address how you feel. So when you're in that low state, do things that lift the feeling. When you find yourself thinking negative things, you want to also be addressing those, turning those around as well. And I'd probably say a few final things. Just there are some really good energetic based therapies around as well. Um, EFT, the emotional freedom technique plenty of science and evidence around that so emotional freedom technique yes that is used by many experts as is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing um, that's emdr they're both a lot of good science behind both of those and they do actually work energetically and um, they do tend to work better on discrete incidents where you have specific memories and what in the process other memories might come up um, but the, if you've got more ambient or what, we, what I'd call relational trauma, so it's not one thing. And I have to say most trauma isn't just one thing. It's relational, what we call developmental trauma. It's a parent who was continuously, continuously verbally abusive or closed down or unloving or emotionally abusive. For example, it's never one thing. It's gone on for many years, for example. So we call that ambient trauma. What's coming through that seems to be pretty good with that, and perhaps this is the last one I'll mention, neurofeedback. Um, even though the data and the research is still in early stages, there are studies coming through that are positive. It's got some very big fans behind it. So, for example, Bessel van der Kolk, who's the world-leading expert on trauma, professor of psychiatry at Boston Medical School, he's trying to raise funding to get tons of, of uh, research done on neurofeedback. Neurofeedback's where we connect our brains to a computer. You put the kind of the electrical um, connections on the brain and it's connected to a computer screen and you're looking at your brainwave patterns on a computer screen, which may be fed back to you as sounds and pictures. And then almost like a game, you, you play the game of calming the brainwaves down into a calm centered state. And there are different kind of software that you can use some of it will be like visual you have to make things happen like even a pac-man game and you'll be more successful at the pac-man game when you sort of um calm the brain down so the pros are this is very good for developmental trauma it seems to be having amazing impacts on very severe cases so that's hope for the rest of us but the, the cons are about that at the moment it's just it's quite expensive you need to go and find a practitioner it's maybe 150 to 200 bucks a shot you might need 10 to 20 probably 20 sessions so and it's we're still tricky finding good practitioners to do that right now so it's still in the early days but there seems to be a lot of interest in that as well fascinating i could listen to you speak all, all day <laughs> so so what are you what are you where you mentioned in the beginning what are you working on personally for our audience yes. to help them yes. through some of this stuff okay yes so i've got two big projects coming up i'm actually about to launch my own podcast after taking a little hiatus for a while after i did the abundant energy summit i took a, a break i was interviewing many world leading experts I'm super excited to get back into doing regular interviews because there's, there's so many amazing people and I, I want to bring all the mind body people and the physical people, you know, kind of, so I want to, I want to get Bessel van der Kolk on, on board and um, I'm going to be interview, interviewing people like that and, and uh, people like Dr. Gabor Mate and other extraordinary doctors who've really gone into really get the stress and the mind body link there. Um, so it's going to cover both. The podcast will will cover this interaction, especially anybody who's a kind of expert in psychoneuroimmunology who can talk talk to both aspects. 
for abundant energy. So my focus is energy, but it, you know, that covers everything, autoimmunity, people with, you know, all kinds of different chronic complex illnesses, but it includes the trauma group as well. And people who've had narcissism, narcissistic abuse, kind of all of that group, it's um, sort of going to be providing lots of amazing uh, free information on through the podcast so that's one side and the other side is i will be launching a member membership uh, site soon as well this year and the membership site <clears throat> that will be more like okay tell me how to practically do this like okay you've told me that you know drinking beetroot juice like how many a day like is it too sugary what do i take it with you know the actual nitty-gritty of how to actually get this activated in practice so that you actually transform your life health well-being and your emotional state and i've just found over the years people need that people need the simple steps the how-tos you know we talk a lot about what to do and sometimes it people are kind of left with okay you said a lot there but how do i practically do that so that's what the membership site's for and there's going to be modules covering mind and body aspects i'll be doing a free q a um in the, in that membership site sort of monthly and so on and there'll be there's a support group in there and tons of my interviews that i've done already in there as well so yes big things coming this year so if they want to keep abreast of that they just go to your your website and that'll kind of keep them updated on everything that's right and i've got a free ebook on that that you can that they can download and that's also how they stay in, in touch with me and the, the the free ebook is the seven steps to healing emotional trauma in childhood that's right on the home page and as soon as they sign up for that they're on my newsletter and they'll be they'll they can stay in touch that way yeah, what's your what's your website again it's nikkigratrix.com that's n-i-k-i-g-r-a-t-r-i-x.com Beautiful. So I have one last question for you, and it's kind of a fun question I'd have been asking for like the last 30 or 40 podcast interviews. What is the day in the life of Nikki look like from waking <laughs> to going to bed? Okay, that's that's really intriguing because I think I've been thinking about sharing that on like my Facebook page to to show people I really do walk my talk. <laughs> so I so I I get up and I literally have a ten thousand lux light that is bright light. If I can't get sunshine, I would have this light that's literally on my bedside table. And I switch that on, um, so I'm getting bright sunlight very first thing in in the morning. And um, I'm sort of still on the, you know, just kind of waking up. The first thing I do when I step out of bed is I have a red light lamp that I switch on and I roll my yoga mat out <laughs> and I sit on a cushion. I am doing sort of neck releasing. I do a few neck releasing exercises. I like to set the vagus nerve up and the tone for the day. So many people get out of bed traumatized, like and they're anxious first thing in the morning. It's like the worst thing you can do. So I love my morning routine it's my most important part of the day so um i start with doing like deep uh, yoga exhales i have like a morning routine just simple about six neck and shoulder release exercises that i do um yoga exercises with the red lamp which is very healing red lights very healing it's very de-stimulating so it's a really nice start to the day uh then quite frankly i go and take all my supplements then i usually make a protein shake then I will often go for a run and then I'll go for the sauna as well. <laughs> and then I'll go for a quick 10 minute swim and then I'll come and do things like come here and do a podcast. But I'm very lucky because I live right on the seafront. So I just go for a run on the seafront. Um, so I try and start every single day um, in that way. Then I will be writing neuroscience modules for friends, doing podcasts. I'll do one to one consultations, try and eat lunch at a good time. Um, always go for a walk on the beach about five or six o'clock if I can, just to get to release the day. 
And then I've come back home and I'm doing my campfire lights. So I've got my orange bulbs going. And, um, get, yeah, getting beautiful kind of de-stimulating orange and red light uh, in the apartment so that you're starting to calm down for sleep. And then I'm usually, like, lights off at 9.30. So uh, assuming that I'm not out and about, you know, having seeing socially, seeing friends socially and so on. So that is honestly my day. <laughs> I'm not lying. It's actually what I do every day. And I absolutely love it and feel amazing. So Sounds Sounds great. I love asking that question. (laughs) Do you have any last words for our audience? Um, Just that, you know, people should know that uh, there's a gigantic innate healing capacity in the body. It looks like the placebo effect, which is effective in 30% of all cases of healing from just, you know, sugar drugs. It's really, it triggers the innate healing response and that's really the vagus nerve so your body knows how to heal itself if it's just given the right environment and the right stimulation and that's even what those arthritis researchers said you know we don't need these non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs anymore if you just tell the nervous system what to do it will do the healing for you so yeah the body is amazing amen Thank you so very much. My name is Dr. Noah DeCoyer, your co-host, and you are listening to the Beyond Your Wildest Dreams podcast. If you like what you've heard today, please share this with your friends and family and encourage them to subscribe on iTunes. Better yet, this really helps. If you can go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. It helps more people see us online. You can sign up for our incredible weekly email at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com. Thank you. And as my oldest son, Hayden, says, be awesome and never. Hey, it's Dr. Noah, and I'm back. I suspect you loved listening to this week's podcast release. Our book of the month is Dr. Kellyanne's Cleanse and Reset, Detoxify, Nourish, and Restore Your Body for Sustained Weight Loss in Just Five Days. Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci has been a longtime friend of Beyond Your Wildest Genes. Check out our newest book. The link to purchase will be in all our emails, social media, and the show notes. Our product of the month is Magic Spoon. In my interweb travels, I noticed a company called Magic Spoon, marketed as the world's first low-carb, high-protein, keto-friendly breakfast cereal, so I decided to try it. I bought the variety pack with flavors blueberry, cocoa, frosted, and fruity. They come in adventure time looking like boxes, and we tried them, and I have to tell you, they are awesome. Absolutely delicious, and the cereal never gets soggy. My kids love it, too definitely a repeat purchase for me. I know you all are looking for a better option than Frosted Flakes, and this could be one for sure. For those of you who are curious, a serving of Magic Spoon has 12 grams of protein and only 3 net carbs, while Frosted Flakes has 2 grams of protein and 20 grams of net carbs. It is sweetened by a unique blend of allulose, monk fruit, and stevia, and they just released mini boxes great for travel. To support our patient's immune system, we bundled together three of our top sellers that are chock full of research-based immune-boosting nutraceuticals and botanicals. The immune system support bundle includes one bottle of immune boost, one bottle of stress rebalancer, and one bottle of vitamin D3 boost. The normal price for these three supplements in total is $155. For the month of April, we are extending our 15% off and free shipping, making the total cost $131.75. You can pick this up in the office or if you're, lo- in, if you're local, or we can send and ship it to you. This includes vitamin D3, maitake, echinacea, glutathione, vitamin A, adaptogens, minerals, and so much more to supercharge your immune system. 
Recently, we've done a multitude of live streams on this product, and the first podcast of the month for April will be solely dedicated to this bundle, so stay tuned. If you have any questions or comments, please never hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you, and be awesome and never unawesome.